two, three, four, five. I'm going to tell you a story today about the best friend that we will ever, ever have. And his name is Jesus. But you know what? Jesus also had friends. When he walked here on this earth, he had special friends that he chose out 12 men that would go with him everywhere he went. But not only those 12 friends, he had others too. He had Mary and Martha and their brother Lazarus. Now one day, Lazarus got up and he said to his sisters, he said, you know, I just don't feel very good at all. So he went back and he laid down and Mary and Martha got really worried about him and they tried everything they could do to help him to feel better. They got him a cold little washcloth for his head and they gave him some nice cool water and and they just did everything, but he just got sicker and sicker, and they just really didn't know what they were going to do. But then Mary remembered, we've got a friend, and his name is Jesus. Let's go and see if we can get him to come and pray for our brother Lazarus. And so that's what they did. They sent a messenger to Jesus, and the messenger said, Jesus, your friend Lazarus is sick. Oh, Jesus said, I know, I know he's sick, but I have to take care of these people too. They're all sick around me. So the messenger went back and they said, Jesus knows Lazarus is sick. And, and Mary said, oh, I know he's going to come, I know he's going to come. But Lazarus just kept getting sicker and sicker. And so finally Lazarus died. And so Mary and Martha said, Surely Jesus will come now. And so they went and they told Jesus, said, Jesus, Lazarus is dead. And he said, Well, I'll go to him. And you know what Jesus did? He loved Lazarus and Mary and Martha so much. He didn't want them to hurt. He didn't want them to be in mourning for their brother. And so Jesus sat down and he cried because he loved Lazarus so much. He just wept. And so he went down that long, dusty road and to meet Mary and to meet Lazarus, to meet Martha. And he was concerned about their welfare too. And when Mary saw him coming, she ran to him. And she said, oh, Jesus, he's dead. We've put him in a tomb. He's been there for four long days now. We've, we've went in and we've wrapped him in grave clothing. We've anointed his body, but he, oh, we'll never see our brother again. And Jesus said, yes, you'll see him again. But Mary said, yeah, I know in the resurrection. But Jesus had other ideas about that. He said, where have you laid him? And they said, we've laid him over there in that tomb. And there was this big old stone before the mouth of that cave. And Jesus said, roll back that stone. Just roll it back. And Mary said, no, Jesus, no. He, he's been dead for four long days. He'll stink. No, Jesus, don't. But Jesus said, go and roll back that stone. And whenever they went there and rolled that stone back, Jesus peeked in and he hollered for Lazarus and said, oh, Lazarus, come forth. And you know what happened? Lazarus rose up 
shook those grave clothing off and walked out to Mary and Martha and Jesus. And oh, they were astonished. They didn't know. They, they thought, oh, how can this be? But Jesus is our Savior and He's our friend and He loves us so very much. Now Mary and Martha and Lazarus can live again. They can be happy again because they have their brother. And they, oh, they love Jesus so very much. So very much they loved Him. And Mary and Martha, another day, fixed Jesus a big, big meal. Maybe homemade bread and maybe some fish. And oh, they were just so excited that Jesus was going to come and come and visit them in their house. And they wanted everything perfect. And, and they got the broom out. They got the dust rag out. And they dusted and they cleaned. And oh, they were so happy. And here come Jesus down the road. Mary went out and said, Come on in, Jesus. The dinner's about ready. We're waiting for you. We want you to come. And so Jesus came in. Mary sat down at his feet and listened to whatever Jesus had to say, the stories and the miracles that he had done. And Martha was in the kitchen. She was getting the bread out of the oven. She was stirring that soup. She was frying that fish. And she had so much to do to set the table and make everything perfect for Jesus. And she went in there and said, Jesus, don't you tell Mary to come and help me. I want her to help me too. I've got so much to do. But Jesus said, Martha, Martha, Mary has chosen that good part. She took time out for Jesus. And that's what we've got to do. We've got to take time for our Lord, our friend, our Savior, the one that died for us, that's waiting for us to, to be right in His eyes, to go to heaven one of these days. And that's what a true friend is. He'll be right there for us at all times. This is one of my very, very favorite Bible stories. This is about a man, a good man, and he was a centurion, and that means that he was over a hundred soldiers. And he was in command of them, and he told them when to go out to war and what to do, and he just directed their ways. But he, he prayed, and he Let's start this story again. This is one of my very, very favorite stories. It's about a man that was a soldier. He also was in command of 100 soldiers. He directed those soldiers in war and he directed them to know just what to do whenever a battle was going on. But he also had a family and he also was able to go back and visit them. But you know, he always put the Lord first in his life. He prayed and you know, he gave him money to, dip to the poor people. He gave him money to the temple. And he was just an all-around good fellow. You know what? One day when he was praying, the Lord heard his prayer. And the Lord said, 
I want to talk to you, Cornelius. And that's what his name was, was Cornelius. He said, I want to talk to you and tell you what you must do to be saved. Well, he thought to himself, well, I thought I was right with the Lord because I prayed and I give my money into the church. I thought I was right. But you know, there's more to it than just praying and giving your money to the church and being an all-around good fellow. There's more to it. And so the Lord wanted to show Cornelius what he must do to be saved and to be a better person. So he said, he told Cornelius, he said, now listen, I've got a man and he's over into the next town and he's on a street called Straight. I want you to send your messengers over there and tell him to come back and tell you how to be saved. And Cornelius, he said, I'll do that very thing. And he called in his servants and he said, Listen, I want you to make a trip in the morning, get up bright and early, and go over to this next town and go to a street called Straight. And there you'll find a man, his name is Peter. And I want you to bring him back to me. And he's going to tell me what I must do. And so the servants, they, they thought, That's what we'll do. And they packed their things and they got everything all ready. And they got a camel out and, and they got all packed and they started on that journey. I don't know how long it took them to get there, but it took them a while. Well, Peter was over there and he was in a little apartment and he went upstairs and all of a sudden he got so hungry. His belly was just a growling and he thought, well, I'm just going to go find me something good to eat. But before he could do that, the Lord put him in like a trance. And he was going to be in, the Lord will show him in a vision about Cornelius. You know, Peter was a Jew, and they had certain things that they ate, and certain things that they kept away from that they didn't eat. And so, whenever he was in this here trance-like uh, vision, there came a big sheet, and it came down out of the sky, and it said to Peter, rise and eat. Well, he got and he looked over there in that sheet, and there were all kinds of different critters in that sheet. There was a pig, and there was a vulture, and oh, there was they were dirty animals. And he said, "Oh no, I'm not going to eat anything like that. They're unclean. Us Jews don't eat something like that." Well, that sheet came down out of the sky three times, and every time it said, "Rise and eat, Peter." And every time Peter said, "No way, am I going to eat that?" But finally at the last, the Lord said, Peter, don't you call anything that I have cleansed common or unclean. And you know, back there, the Gentiles, which Cornelius was, was unclean in the eyes of the Jews. And the Lord was going to show Peter that he was not a respecter of persons, that he loved everybody, no matter what the color of their skin was, no matter where they had been born, he loved everybody, and he was going to make a way for them and so just about that time that that sheep went back up to heaven, there come a knock at the door. And Peter went to that door, and there stood Cornelius' friends, his servants. And he said, they said, listen, we've come to tell you about Cornelius, our master. He wants you to come and tell him what he must do to be saved. And you know what? Peter didn't ask if he was a Jew or a Gentile. He knew that God was directing his ways. And Peter got ready, and he got on that journey, and he went down to Cornelius' house. And when he got down there, Cornelius had invited everybody that he knew 
Oh, he knew something was going to happen that day, and he, uh, he invited his brothers and sisters and cousins and friends to come, and that house was just full. And Peter came in, and when Cornelius saw him, he knew that he was a Jew, and he ran over and he bowed down to him, and, and Peter said, No, you get up. I'm a man just like you are. And you know what the first thing Peter did? He started to preach. Oh, Peter loved to preach the gospel. And he started to preach to Cornelius and telling him what he must do to be saved. And you know, all of a sudden, Cornelius just got beside himself. He got so happy that the Lord filled him with the Holy Ghost. And they all heard him speak in that heavenly language that only the Lord can give you when He fills you with the sweet Holy Ghost. And Peter said, Oh, now I know that God is not a respecter of persons. And you know what? He went right on preaching. Peter loved so much to tell people about the Lord that he just kept right on. And you know what he said? He said, I command you, Cornelius, to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I command you to do that. And that very hour, they took Cornelius out in his household, the ones that wanted to change their lives and walk with Jesus, and took them out that day and baptized them in the lovely name of Jesus. And Cornelius was so happy now. And Peter, he thought, well, now the Lord has made a way now for the Gentiles to be saved, just like He did for the Jews. Isn't that wonderful? That God loves everybody, and He's willing to come into our hearts. He's willing to save us too. I'm so thankful for that. That's one of my very favorite stories because I know that now I have the truth that one day the Lord touched my heart and I was baptized in the name of Jesus. And a little bit later on, I was filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in that heavenly language. And it's been good all down through the years. It's given me peace. It's given me joy. It's given me a hope that I have one day that I'll meet the Lord in peace.